this body has been done and felt so much that the story it's journey through has found its meeting with the soul. Do we hide it? Do we heal it? Is it true? Does it define us? The eyes we hold has witnessed what was felt, transforming the mind and moving it back and forth between what's true, what's false, what's real and what's not. The inner workings, wonderings and wanderings that we want to follow, finding that courage deep within to let go of what we've known and transmute what we've been holding. It's time to let go. It's time to heal our bodies. It's time to hear, listen and feel the voices of our body. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Voices of the Body, the podcast. My name is Love Ashley Elaine, and I'm going to be your guide as we journey through this big, beautiful thing called life, our healing stories, our journey, and transmuting all of that pain into something beautiful, right? God always promises beauty for ashes. This episode, we are diving into our Release and Rise series a little bit deeper. What does it look like to release the fear that is sitting in our bodies, that is debilitating us, and rise in the power that we were born with, that we were given, that is hiding underneath all of that gook, right? So, Prepare your mind, body, and soul as we get into this episode. So I invite you to find a comfortable uh, resting space, right? Option here is to sit with your um, spine nice and long or coming onto the floor with your back on the ground, um, soles of the feet onto the ground, knees pointing towards the sky. And if that's the option you choose, ensure that the shoulder blades are nice and um, connected to the ground and that the whole entire spine from the neck all the way down to the tailbone is rooted into the ground. So take a minute to fill into your body and fill into this posture. And then drawing your awareness to the soles of your feet, feeling the soles of your feet connecting with the ground. And just take a minute to feel into all of the parts of your body that are connecting with the ground. Whether you are sitting in an easy seat with the spine nice and long, nice and tall, right? Or laying down with the spine nice and long, grounded into the ground. Just take this time to 
Feel into all of the body parts that are connecting with the earth. And keep drawing that awareness. Keep drawing that focus as it allows you to organically come to the feeling of your body as your breath moves about as you inhale and exhale. And begin to draw your awareness to any areas of the body where you might be clenching or holding on or tensing, right? Allow every exhale that you take to gently release those spaces. Softening the shoulders, softening the heart space, softening the belly, softening the hips, and softening the thighs, the legs, the toes, the soles of the feet, and softening the arms, softening the fingers. And when the body is ready, bring one hand or both hands to the center of your body, which is anywhere around your belly button area. This is our solar plexus, where our divine power lives, where our willpower lives, where our intuition lives, where our discernment lives. our connection to source lives, right? It's almost like our umbilical cord to God, to our higher power, where we're fed, where we're given promptings, where we're given the right use of power, right? The right use of our purpose, that right version of a sixth sense, our divine communication, And take a minute here to feel into your body of what power feels like for you. When you hear that question, what do you feel in your body? What happens to your body when you hear the word power? Are you aware of the power that you hold within you? Do you believe that you have power? And again, you can always come back to this recording to allow these to be journal prompts for you, right? If this is an area that you've been kind of challenged in to identify within yourself. And we'll even out the scales and move on to the other side of power, which is fear. Right? Fear can debilitate us and keep us stuck and stagnant and not take the leaps into what we believe is meant for us or what we feel like is meant for us to do and create because of fear of judgment, fear of getting it wrong, fear of not doing it right, fear of being judged, fear of dis, dis- uh, just just being disapproved of, right? I don't want to say disobedient, but yeah, even feeling like we're being disobedient to people or our parents or whomever we we fear um, allowing ourselves to be ourselves and step into the fullness of our power. So what does fear feel like for you? What does what happens to your body when you hear the word fear? What what do you feel? What do you notice? What arises for you? Do you believe that fear is something that was given to you? What do you fear? 
take a minute to fill into these promptings right and these promptings are not just for you to think about they're for you to feel into right really listening to your nervous system listening to your body listening to that divine sixth sense right the divine connection and communication listening to the awareness that your body sends to you when you hear these words, right? It's not just about the thinking and the logic of things, right? It's really coming back to a place of trust, right? What does, what does trust feel like for you, right? To trust something that you don't see. So slowly begin to deepen your breath to come back into the space whenever you are ready. Again, you can pause this recording at any time to sit with these these promptings, sit with these provoking thoughts for your body, for your, your soul, and for your mind. And take a nice big inhale and exhale. Nice big inhale and exhale. Last one, nice big inhale. Draw the breath all the way up to the crown of your head and hold it for four, three, two, one. And gently exhale, allowing the breath to exit the body fully. And then whenever you are ready, you can gently begin to blink your eyes open, right? Come back up into a comfortable seated posture and sit with these promptings, sit with this space and see what comes about for you, what comes up for you to release and to heal and to really work through, right? Healing is an intentional practice that we do day in and day out. It's not a one-stop one shop and you get fully healed, it's a journey, right? Every time we hit a new level, we hit a new exposure of something else that needs to be revised or released or regained. So yeah, take a minute here and we'll be right back. Listen, listen, listen. I'm excited to finally say out loud. After five years of sitting on this title, after five years of just trying to understand what God was doing when he dropped this in me in the middle of a therapy session, Married to Trauma, the book and the workbook is finally out. Yes, Amazon said, girl, we not waiting We know you've been waiting, but we're not. So you can order uh, on Amazon the print copy of Married to Trauma, the book, which is my story, my journey. It gets a little saucy. It gets a little saucy. I don't use no names. So y'all can go ahead and it's not a telenovela. It's 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 my story. Right. It's a book full of free verse poems. I just got creative with it, right? You'll enjoy it. It's powerful. It's impactful. Sometimes I read back at some of them. I'm like, my God, girl. Yes. And then Married to Trauma, the print copy of the workbook. The workbook is for all of you, right? I love a good workbook. If you remember Release and Rise, the behavioral health workbook, thank you all that supported that part of my journey also. The Married to Trauma workbook is so much more in-depth. It's a compilation of, you'll see when you get the book, but it breaks down the book, but in a way for you to look at your own marriage, right? What are you married to? What patterns and behaviors have not shifted because you haven't even realized that they're there, right? So go to amazon.com because I know all of y'all got Amazon. You probably got Amazon Prime too. And this is not a plug for Amazon, but my book is on Amazon. Go to Amazon.com, type in Married to Trauma, and you will see the book pop up and the workbook. It is available now. The Kindle edition will not be available until 
uh, October 4th, 2023, but it is on pre-order as well as if you go to barnesandnobles.com, Married to Trauma, the print copy and the the workbook print copy is on pre-order and will be shipped out October 4th, 2023. I'm so excited for this. It's it's my story, y'all. It's my story. It's my story in the funnest way. Are you ready to meet the true you? And welcome back to Voices of the Body. Um, So this episode, I wanted to really tap into um, conversation around or the ideas around like fear and power, um, where they come from, what they even mean, um, how does this even like show up right in our body and our life? Where does it come from? All of those things, right? Um, so y'all know me. I'm always like googling and looking for like definitions to work off of, right? And then my foundation of anything for my life comes from the Bible. So if you like it, cool. If you don't, cool. If you're curious, cool. If you're not, cool. I am who I am. I'm accepting that. Um, It doesn't work for everybody because I'm also in the yoga space. So be it, right? Um, There's a bridge that needs to be gapped and uh, maybe I'm supposed to feel it. So we shall see, but I'm just going to keep being me. I'm going to be true to myself. Um, And when I talk about fear, I have to be honest, like there was a fear in even me trying to bring those two worlds of my life together um, because of what people in the yoga space feel about church and Christianity, all of that, but also how Christians feel about uh, the yoga space. So um, who knows? Maybe that's a purpose I didn't really explore deeper outside of what conversations God and I had about what he wants me to do. Um, but yeah, I've I realized that the deeper I stay in my truth, the more powerful I become. Um, And I was watching an Abram Hicks video before, um, and she said, your authenticity brings abundance. And I wholeheartedly believe that, right? The more authentic you are, the more integral you are, the more you stay true to who you are, right? In every season, um, in every point of elevation, um, you the more abundance that comes. And the more I've allowed myself to be real with myself about what my foundation is and drop the fear of adding Bible verses that I love and that I grew up on and that I still stand on to my yoga postures and talking about God and using the name God, um, the more I realize like who 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 is really for me, right? Who really understands me, who really sees me, who my people are and who I'm meant for. Um, so yeah, like I'm with it. I'm with it. Um, so fear is described as an unpleasant emotion caused by, right? Any an emotion, not feeling, I wrote that that is caused by the threat of danger, pain, or harm, right? So when we talk about fear, we also talk about past experiences um, that have like traumatized us, right? Let's be honest about it, right? That's what kind of happens with trauma. Um, And as I was writing out like just notes around fear and If you really know me, Brene Brown is my girl. Um, I love like following her work and reading her books a lot. Um, There's something really relatable about like just the healing space and understanding emotion and all of the research that she's done to really um, dive deeper into the language of emotions, right? Just not fear, but what's underlying that um, in different in different ways, but also within the body. 
Um, it, but this, like reading that definition, and I mean, already, like when you hear the word fear, when I hear the word fear, it makes me think about the scripture, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy, but I've come so that you may have life and have it unabundant and have it abundantly, right? Um, and fear is one of those things that we end up getting in trade of what the, the enemy steals, right? Now, the enemy can be um, a dark side of you. It can be um, the uh, this like other others other parts of the spiritual realm um, because there there is other other spirits that float around in the spiritual realm. So we have to also be mindful of that and understand right what we see, what we feel, what we hear, and if it's aligned with us, right. Um, it doesn't make it good or bad. It just makes it what it is and it can steal from us, right? Trauma. I think about trauma is a um, is an enemy, right? Trauma is an enemy. An enemy is anything that wants to take you out of your natural element, right? That wants to harm you, that wants to give you pain, that wants to... Um, uh, stop you from being the fullness of who you are, being the the fullness of what you are, of who you're supposed to be, living in the fullness of your divinity, right? Your love, your joy, your truth, your passions, your purpose, your gifts, right? All of the things that God has for us right? The fruits, right? The enemy wants to give us the bad fruit and tell us that this is all that we deserve. This is what we need. This is what we get when there there's actual like healthy, good fruit that is for us, right? Um, so then I was just kind of like thinking about like questions around fear, right? Where does it come from? What do we actually fear, right? And what do we do to transform it into power, Right. Um, So some things that I thought about where fear comes from. Right. It comes from society not championing us for trying and failing and making failure look like it's a terrible thing. People are are afraid to fail. Right. So nobody wants to learn how to fly because they're afraid to fail at it. Nobody wants to take a leap because they're afraid to fail at it. Right. But failure is a part of the journey. Failure is a part of entrepreneurship. Failure is a part of um, like really truly diving into your call, your purpose, what you're supposed to do, right? And then what is failure? What exactly is failure? Who are we failing, right? If we are, if we are trying to really... Um, understand ourselves and our divine calling and our our purpose and what we're supposed to do, how we're supposed to transmute our pain, our our stories, the things that we've gone through, our trauma, right? Because to not transmute your trauma allows the enemy to win. It allows that those experiences that pained you to win, right? So. Trauma then allows you to stay in fear because now it's, well, what if it happens again, right? Well, what if, what if, what if I can't do it? You haven't tried. So how do you know if you can do it or not, right? Um, failure, the, the, the only person that we fail when we don't take a chance on us is us, Right? There is no failure when you are living for something higher than you, something bigger than you, something greater than you, right? But then we also fail the people that are attached to our healing, right? The 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 healed version of us, right? And again, healing is not linear. Healing is not this one-stop shop, right? But as we continue on this journey, there's going to be a big point that we hit at this mountaintop where it's like, ah, I've, I've, I've tapped into like 
a new version of me. It's not complete, but it's new. And there's people behind me that need what I've learned, that need what I have. So we end up essentially failing those people, right? Because our stories are not just for us. Our pain is not just for us. It's for the people that are assigned to us, right? Um, Fear comes from unresolved childhood trauma and narratives we grew up in narratives, right? So that we grew up with or that was implanted into us as a child, right? Our parents do the best that they can from what they know, yet it's still our responsibility to unlearn what doesn't serve us, to unlearn what isn't really meant for us, to unlearn what hindered us and kept us in a space of fear, right? When people are scared, when people are living from a spirit of fear, they want everybody else around them to do the same. That's why, like, this sounds really, really jacked up, right? I can't have people around me that are fearful. Like, I can't. I, I, I can't. Like, you shouldn't want to have people around you that are fearful because every time you want to take a big leap and it feels good to you and you're hype about it and it feels right, it feels like the next big step for you, right? It feels like what you need to do for you, they're going to question it from their their fearful place, right? Again, that doesn't make a person good or bad or or anything to that nature. It just says, this is not what I need around me. I am a fearless person. I need other fearless people around me. I need eagles around me. I need other people that are going to be like, girl, I'm with you. You know what? Let's take this leap together, right? And I'm grateful that there are women in my life that I've met where it's like we're literally in the sky soaring together, right? One might be a little bit ahead. One might be on the other side. One might be a little bit behind, but there's, it's nowhere where, it's nowhere, it's not where we have to like wait on somebody else to catch up with what the fearless plan is, right? Like, but there's women that I can think of now who have taken the leap to starting their own business. And every time we talk, it's like, girl, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm doing it. And that's it. That's it. Like, we're all learning as we go. Entrepreneurship is not easy. Life itself is not easy. Motherhood is not easy. Parenthood is not easy, right? Taking these big leaps are not easy, right? Both and you got to do what feels right for you, right? What you're being called to do, it comes with, it comes with like, it comes with some stuff. So you got to learn to drop those narratives, right? The, well, what if it doesn't work narrative? We always go to that first. That's fear-based. That's fear-based, Right? We always say, what if it doesn't work first? But what if it does work, right? We always say, well, these people are going to be disappointed in me. That's fear-based, right? But what about, well, I don't care what people say. I don't want to disappoint myself. That's power-based, right? Right? Let's think about that. Well, I'm going to lose these relationships. That's fear-based because then that means that you don't believe that God has people for you that are going to root you on, that are going to understand where you are, that are going to also like be your champion and coach you and be like, girl, I was in that same spot. This is how I worked through it. This is how I got through it. Right? We can't be afraid to let people go. Right? I've just posted something on threads in my Instagram where um, I said the elevator stops at whatever level we want it to stop at. And then there's a small window of time that that door is open before it closes, right? So when we get to a certain level, there's a small window of time of of what we allow in, what we release, what we let go of, who comes in and who goes out, right? When you see people try and get on the elevator, they're like running. Some people miss the elevator. Somebody might get their fingers caught in the elevator, right? The elevator stops at whatever level you you want it to stop at, right? If the elevator, if the building that you're in only has four stories and you choose to just 
I'm just going to ride this thing to the second floor, right? That's it. That's where you choose to go until you're ready to choose to go higher, right? But whatever is on that second floor, you might have to leave there, right? Maybe for a season, maybe for a lifetime, maybe it just needs to no longer be a part of you, right? Until you're ready to go to the third level, the fourth level, right? Whatever the highest level is of that of of that of of you, right? However far, however much further you want to go, I sent a message to a friend the other night, and I was just like, man, like I I knew I was shifting again. I could feel it because I'm now like I'm not like I'm 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 now ready for like something next like I've already outgrew where I am right now I've outgrew this space that I'm in in Cambodia I've outgrew being here I've outgrew whatever behaviors I've I've learned um about myself here what got me here what what thoughts like all of those things like I'm like now itching like a, a hunger a new hunger has come over me for more right? A new hunger, like my appetite, just like, all I keep seeing is like, um, a wolf seeing its prey and like, just drooling. Like my appetite just got bigger. It just got like heavier. Right. Like I, like I've said it before, staying complacent is my, is, is something like I've, that's my fear. My fear is to be complacent. Right. Like I'm not, I, I, I want to keep being stretched so that whatever it is that God has for me, I can live in that, right? I can be, I can be in that, right? I'm, I'm starting to outgrow where I'm at right now. That's crazy. And I'm living in a prayer. I'm currently sitting in a prayer, right? One of my prayers was to travel and teach yoga and work on my podcast, and I'm doing it. I've been doing it since I got here in Cambodia. And I'm now like, okay, God, like, I'm ready for more. Like, this isn't enough for me anymore, right? This isn't enough for me anymore. This, it, It's not enough for me anymore. Like, it's it's wild. It's wild. Um, Another thing is the fear not to leap and be safe. There's fear not to leap to be safe. And there's a fear to not be safe and to leap. I'm going to say it again. There's a fear to not leap so that we could be safe. Then there's a fear of not being safe so that we can leap. Let me say that one more time. Make sure I said it right. There's a fear to not leap and be safe, right? Or do we want to, or like not being safe to leap to be, right? So let me break that down, right? We think that leaping um, into whatever it is that we desire um, is risky, right? Is it risky? Absolutely. Like there's, I mean, there's the financial part, there's the housing part, there's the relationships part, there's like there's risk to everything we do, right? There's risk to not leaping and believing that you're safe where you are, right? Because what if you're really not safe where you are, right? Your soul is going to like deteriorate because you're you're allowing the the material world to be enough for you, right? Um but the reverse of that is people are afraid that they're not safe if they leap to be, right? So you like either way, you got to just take the leap, right? The power comes from taking the leap. Right. The power comes from releasing the fear, leaping with it and allowing yourself to find more truth about you. You gain power by doing and taking the risk. Right. Not by being still and and like 
keeping yourself in a space that you you probably know is like not where you need to be right and this isn't like no one needs to take like the big leap I did right like that might be a little dramatic for some people for me it wasn't right and this could be simply a leap in, you know, you having a conversation with your spouse and being like, hey, you know what? I'm not happy at my job anymore. I really want to start my own business. I believe in myself. I think this can be a really good thing for, for not just myself, but for our family, right? Like, what are your, like, can we talk about this? Can we, like, can I get you to, to be on board with this? Like, where do we start? You know what I'm saying? Like, that can be a leap. Right, because there's other people involved in that leap and the risk and the reward, right? And it's true what they say higher risk, high reward, right? The bigger the leap, the bigger the blessing, right? The deeper the the deeper you go, the more abundance you find, right? The more that comes out, the more that gets exposed, the more that you see, the more truth that you see about yourself and the world around you and what you've been allowing yourself to settle for, right? Um, what our past experience have been. So a lot of people say it hurts so bad. I don't want to try again. Listen, one thing my grandmother has told me is no matter how much I've been hurt, I keep myself open to love. And it's so true. Although, although last night I had a moment where I said this Oprah and Stedman situation is looking really good. Looking really, really good. I, I'm, I, I had questions about why she wouldn't marry the man. But it's starting to look, it's starting to look good. And then she got her one best friend. She got Gail on the, on the, you know, she, she got like Oprah knows something we don't. Oprah knows something that we don't. Um, it started to look a little pretty, right? But even in like our own creative spaces, it's like, you know, we put so much of ourselves out there and it's like, well, what if it fails? But what if it doesn't, right? Oh, everybody kept judging it. Okay. And what are they doing? right? I will not take judgment, criticism, or anything from anybody who has not done what I've already done, period. I'm not perfect, but I'm out here trying. I'm putting my work out there, right? It's not perfect, right? And even even within that, I'm starting to sense, okay, I want to study my craft like that much more, right? I want to do my craft that much more. I want to dive into my craft that much more, right? So that I can keep growing. I don't want, I don't want anything that I do to stay the same. I need to see the evolution, not just in myself, but in the work that I put out, right? It's scary to actually come on here sometimes week by week and put out a podcast episode, right? And not want to look at numbers, Right. Because really numbers aren't like they don't mean anything to me right now. Right. Because this is me just staying consistent. This is me trusting that whoever is listening in every week, that they're learning from it, that they're growing from it, that they're they're committed to something within themselves and that I'm helping them. Right. There's um, I had seen something on one platform where. Somebody like disliked the podcast twice and I was like, who who these folks, Harpo? Like, who are they? Right. And I almost let it get to me. I almost let it get to me. I almost let it get to me. And then I said, you know what? Those two people, they're not my people. Period. They're not my people. Who cares? Two people out of the many people that listen, right? The many people that listen. Right. If I keep focusing on those two thumbs down, I miss out on all the opportunities of the people who do who do send me DMs, who do listen in, who have now listened to the podcast on um, my YouTube page that I'm trying to like start using more. Right. And have told me that, you know, they're grateful that I'm doing this. Right. I can't focus on the people that want to put somebody else down like even in even in the chats even in the um the comment sections on like some of the people some people's work on Instagram it's like who are you to come in here and judge other people and you've not put anything out 
right? Like I'm not, I I know, no, because I know, I know, I know where I am, right? And I honor that, right? So if I allow, you know, past experiences to, to put me in a fear space, to not do something right, like then it's like, well, who is this really for, right? Why am like then I start questioning again. We don't need anybody around that's gonna make us question ourselves. We don't need to like focus on those people that make us questions our question ourselves, right? There's that thing. Um, there's like a reel I saw on Instagram. It's a soundbite. I'm pretty sure I saved the soundbite where. Someone is talking about how like a lawyer, a, a successful business person, another entrepreneur, like all these people um, that are, you know, like kind of higher up in some kind of ranks, right? They're never going to sit there and criticize you and judge you for what you're doing It's always and what you put out. It's always the people who aren't doing anything the people that are unhappy, the people who don't understand themselves, the people who want to be controlling, the people who believe all those negative narratives about themselves, the people who stay in a fear-based space, right? Those people are going to be the ones to criticize you first, right? Whether they say it out loud, whether they post it under whatever you put out, or, or, or they say it to themselves, right? Or they scroll right past whatever you, you post, right? But once upon a time, y'all was homies, right? Like those people are not your people, right? So do like, don't let past experiences handicap you, right? Don't allow that to happen, right? And what do we actually fear? We actually fear being judged by others and failing, right? The biggest thing is being judged by others. Oh, this isn't going to make me look like a good mom. This isn't going to make me look like um, I'm doing what I'm supposed to. But are you doing what you're supposed to? And by whose societal standards and norms, right? Who are we following? What is your foundation, right? At the end of the day, I'm following God, Right. If that means my son has to live with his dad for the rest of his uh, life before he turns 18, I'm following God. If that means I have to get criticism from my family members and people who used to be friends about why I'm in the yoga space and why, you know, I'm why I'm this kind of person and that kind of person or all these different things. I'm following God. Right. I'm following God. I'm following the compass that he put in me to direct me on the path that he has me on because there's abundance on that path. There's people that want to bless me on that path. There's people that I'm supposed to bless on that path, right? There's people that are supposed to be in community with me on that path, There's people that need what I've already been through. They need the empathy. They need the compassion. They need my story on that path to know that they are powerful. They are survivors. They are um, made. They are made in the in the, the wonderful image of God. Right. That they are perfect in his sight. Right. That they are doing the best that they can. Right. That they are worthy right? That they are creative, right? That like there's, there's people that I'm supposed to be in, com- in, in like in community with, in, in, on a, on a journey with also that need what I have. And it'd be selfish of me to allow the judgment and thoughts and narrow mindedness of other people to keep me in a fear space and not live that life, live out loud and live in my truth, right? My truth is my truth. I can't change it. I can't change who I am. I love who I am. God made me this way. Why would I try to change that? That's like us trying to change the iPhone. I love the iPhone just the way it is. And every time they do an upgrade, right? If the iPhone can go through evolutions, then why can't we? If the iPhone can continue, hell, if the Android, that thing is ugly. If Android phones can go through evolutions, why can't we? 
good, bad, or indifferent, no matter what we've done in our past, no matter whose feelings we've hurt, no matter what pain we've endured, why can't we also go through evolution and find our power, right? The goal is to get powerful, to to really come into the realization, actualization and manifestation of God's power, purpose, and plan for us. The iPhone does it. Even the flip phone has evolved and now has a full touch screen. Y'all not listening to me. Y'all not listening. The flip phone has evolved, Jesus. The flip phone has went through evolution. The flip phone, y'all remember the last time we saw a flip phone? The last time we saw a flip phone, it had buttons. It had a little, little, little camera. Right, we all left the flip phone alone and went to a went to iPhone, went to BlackBerry, went to that Sidekick. I had I had a Sidekick too. I probably didn't had every phone. We had the razors, right? The iPhone said, I mean the the flip phone said, "I'm back," and came back with a full touch screen. Y'all not hearing me when I say you got to release the fear and step fully into your power because the flip phone did. The flip phone did. The flip phone did. Um, I love how Brene Brown um, always calls it in her books, like stepping into the arena, right? Because she talks about vulnerability a lot and how that is also one of our biggest fears, right, is being vulnerable, Vulnerability is learning how to be within the discomfort. I love Brene Brown. I love how she talks about vulnerability because that is our biggest fear, right? Fear is, releasing fear is allowing vulnerability. Vulnerability with yourself, vulnerability with your spirit, vulnerability with your partner, vulnerability with just just vulnerability, right? Um. It kind of irks me when people are not vulnerable, right? It 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 like it makes me I I don't like to be in relationship with people where it's like and I also understand it, right? Like not everybody is an open book like I am. Um which is fine. That's their tea. I also like have no shame in anything that I share with anybody. Um that like nobody is perfect. I'm not here to be perfect. I'm here to be healed and do in healing for people, right? So vulnerability is my biggest superpower. Um and I I I I I've realized that other people who only want me to be vulnerable, um it makes me uncomfortable. Because then it feels like um, it feels like um, I'm the only one that is willing to show up authentically in whatever sp- season and space I'm in, right? Like I don't, I don't want, I don't believe in perfection. Um, I had a long struggle with perfection because of like family stuff. Right, where it was like a constant fight for me to be perfect, and I was just like, What the what is this? Right, like I almost cussed, but like, what, what is this? Like, this is not like it's hurting me because you want me to be perfect, and I don't even know what that is. Right, I don't, I don't know what perfection is. I believe I am perfect just the way I am with my flaws and all the things I did right, the things I did wrong, the things I'm still learning, the things I let go, the things I'm trying to hold on to. Like, I believe right in this present moment that I am perfect just the way I am. Right, so I think people think that vulnerability is weakness also there's nothing weak about being vulnerable right weakness is a sign of trying to control a narrative of who you are save face of imperfections which we're all not perfect i also do not like when people are getting called out and the first thing they say is well i'm not perfect well miss patty you like to walk around like you are Right, which lets me know that you are fearful of something, 
right? So if we're going to be a spade, let's be it. Let's be it. Let Like nobody does everything right. And I wish people would just allow themselves to be more vulnerable. I will cry and laugh and cuss all in the same time while praising God. Like it happens. It has happened. It has happened. It has happened. But that's where I am in that present moment. And I'm not apologizing for it. I'm no longer apologizing for being vulnerable. I'm no longer apologizing or calling myself emotional right cuz that was another thing i'm i'm too emotional you're too emotional okay so be it i will never be filled with emotions that need to be released my flowers will always be watered right i will never walk around more angry than i am joyful because i like to release my emotions i am in touch with them So if that makes me a horrible person, then whoever feels like I'm emotional, I'm not for them, right? Like the fear of being judged by others, again, like release that, release that, right? That means that we're afraid that there's people not for us when there is. Somebody needs what what you constantly cry over, right? Somebody needs how you process anger, as long as you're not hurting nobody. Um, And then like, we forget that there's duality, right? So even in being vulnerable, releasing the fear of being vulnerable, right? There's duality, there's fear and there's joy, there's heartbreak and there's love, there's excitement and there's letdown, there's positive experiences and there's doubt, right? I have more fear in not being vulnerable and that pushing me away from my true self Right, then actually being vulnerable and exploring myself deeper. Whew. I have more fear not being vulnerable and showing up as my true divine self than being vulnerable and, sh- and navigating deeper into who I am. That's deep, right? So how do we transform fear into power, right? What does that journey even look like? I believe that comes with um, having some sense of who you believe you are, who you want to be, um, and what the the health status is of your emotional well-being, your spiritual well-being, and how you see yourself. Like, Ask yourself, how do I authentic, like, how do I really see myself? Even if you ask yourself this every week, every day, right? And then ask yourself, how do you want to show up, right? And I kind of, like, I'm beginning to move away from, like, I want to show up authentically because your authentic self in this present moment could be that you like to beat up people, That's your authentic self in this season until you learn a new version of your authenticity, right? So, and a friend of mine um, that I met out here in Simreep, like we would have a lot of good conversations and he said that one time, right? It's not about authenticity because you're always going to show up as your authentic self in that moment, in that season, in that time and space of understanding that you're in, right? So I want to show up as integral as possible, Right. And integrity means that I understand and know what my foundation is. And I'm always going to allow that to be where I build myself up from, where I stand on. Right. And how I present myself to the world. Right. Um, So to transform fear into power. Right. Like really ask yourself, who am I? Right. I asked this, I was prompted to ask this to a friend one time. Um, But even like, take it a step deeper. What sacred text can you come back to that will assist you in remembering who you are? Right? My Bible tells me that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. 
right? I had someone prophetically tell me that God intricately, intricately took his time uh, putting me together like the smallest pieces of puzzles that you can think of, right? And in that season, there was one last puzzle piece that I needed in that space. From that space forward, there was one last puzzle piece that I needed to really complete who he, was, who he made me to be for me to be able to see my truth, right? Who's around you that is able to not tell you who you are, right? But remind you of the truth of your being, right? William Paul, if anybody has ever emailed me, William Paul, he was on um, a show with Oprah and he said something so powerful. He said, wholeness is when the way of our being meets the truth of our being, I didn't understand it at first, but it resonated. And I was like, whenever it's time for me to understand what this means, I will understand it. And I understand it, right? The way of your being meets the truth of your being, right? So it's not just showing up in the material world, in this manifested world of of who we believe we are, but actually living it from our divinity, from our soul, from our truth, right? So now there's no questioning from ourselves or from others. Am I living, walking, talking, breathing the way that I feel that I, I'm, I am, like who I am? Who am I internally? And is that person showing up externally? Or am I playing this Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde thing, right? Again, your authenticity brings abundance. When you're living in your truth, right? You allow yourself to step fully into your power, right? There's such an alignment that comes with that, right? Um, Trauma has a way of stealing something we once had, but didn't realize we lost, right? So I know um, just in my own healing space of healing, like childhood sexual trauma and then working with other people who have been in that space, that has a way of like taking some power from you. And that's the whole point. It's power and control, right? Same thing in DV relationships. It's all power and control. How can I make someone less powerful so that they believe everything that I tell them and they, they now abide to my power, Right. So it's taking away your thinking mind, taking away your emotional mind. So now I'm going to tell you how to think, how to feel, how to do, how to be, right? How to spend your money, what spiritual practices need to be yours, right? It's taking away, like the trauma has a way of taking away your true identity and making you believe that you're supposed to be someone else, be somewhere else, do something else, right? only listen to this particular person, right? Um, So a lot of this is based off of the scripture. God has not given us a spirit of fear. One version says timidity, but of power, love, and a sound mind. This is 2 Timothy um, chapter 1 verse 7, right? What practices are you engaging in that allow you to practice stepping into your power, practice love and have a sound mind, right? Hey, by the way, that's yoga. That's unity. Yoga means unity, right? Power, love, a sound mind, soul, body, and mind, right? Um, What practices are you engaging in that help heal your confidence and your intuition? That's your solar plexus that heal your heart, that heal how you think, right? The definition of power is the ability or or capacity to do something or act in a way that influences others, right? How, How are you being influenced and how are you being an influence to others, right? Is the influence like we gonna go drink, smoke, do all these things and like be ratchet as hell tonight? There's some people that need that in their life, but is that true for you, right? What is true for you and how are you being influenced both and being an influencer, 
right? What, what, like, what are, what's happening to turn the power switch on, right? You only be in the dark for so long until something influences you to say, I need to turn the light on. Who's helping you turn the light on? What's influencing you to turn the light on, to turn that, flip the switch of your power, right? There's people that misuse their power. We've seen that already in political spaces. We've seen it in relationships. We've seen it in all er- like areas, right? Duality again, right? Um, I was having a conversation with somebody earlier. It's like, I've seen, well, I mean, let's talk about, so in the Bible, right? It talks about how Lucifer was a fallen angel because he wanted to build um, the same thing that God had, right? So he thought he could have power and control like God and do things the way he wanted to when no sir, like we know what your power looks and feels like and it don't feel good. You can only take us so far, right? You can't do what God can do, right? So there's like, you got to know what power is aligned with your power, right? And <sighs> there's a spiritual language that I've inherited. And I've met somebody who speaks another spiritual language, but it's not the one from God. So it's like now I can never unhear that as and ooh thank you thank you thank you thank you. A lot of the things that you've been exposed to in your past were not meant to harm you. You've allowed it to harm you. It was also meant to show you what to look out for in the future. Because I was exposed to something that could have harmed me if I allowed it to, but it exposed me to what to look out for in the future. So when I, so now my ears, right, and my soul is attuned to a certain sound. When I hear a certain sound and it's not a healing sound, it's not, it's not a, a God sound, I know it's a principality that doesn't belong to me. Like I can hear it clear as day. I'll say it again. A lot of what you've been exposed to in the past wasn't meant to harm you. You've allowed it to. It was really meant to show you what to look out for in the future. Again, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Also, adding to the abundance is utilizing what was trying to harm you and turn it into what now gives you power. So now I have power over something that was trying to harm me and destroy me and take me away from my calling because I now know what it looks like. That's also the abundance, right? I forgot. I wrote something like that, right? So to sum this up, ask yourself, what in my past is debilitating me with fear And what do I need to do to release it? What do you need to do to release it? What do you need to let go so that whatever is making you move with the spirit of fear can move out the way and allow you to move with the the spirit of power, right? Fear is not meant to be how we live our lives, The world wants you to because it wants to take away your power of choice, right? Society wants you to, family wants you to, your partner wants you to. Like there's, not, not everyone's partner, right? But like really attune yourself to your truth so that when you get into relationship with people, you know, ah, our truths don't align with each other. Right. We don't have to be doing the same thing because I believe even in partnership, our purpose, our, our 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 purpose, our individual purposes, like there's still a responsibility that God has for everybody, whether in marriage or not, whether in partnership or not. But do our truths, our values, our foundation align with one another so that we understand what our purpose is here in our home right here in this business, here in this friendship, 
right? And where we separately still have to abide by and obey our calling and our purpose and our destiny, right? That's all I got. That's all I got. Uh, I hope this has blessed y'all. I hope that my prayer is that we continue to face our fears, look fear right in the eyes and tell fear that it does not belong here, right? That what what is for me is for me and I'm going to get it and I'm going to live in it and I want to stand firm in it, right? We want to stand in power and in truth and in love and of sound mind, not in fear and confusion, right? Because where there's fear, there's going to be confusion also, Somebody come get me. Where there's fear, there's also going to be confusion. So if you're living in fear, confused about yourself and your life, you might need to reevaluate some spaces, right? What are you feel fearful of, right? I was not fearful of losing my apartment. Maybe a little bit because it was like, I'm going to be judged. But then I realized on eviction day, this is just a setup for me to, to evolve. This is a setup for me to elevate. I was not fearful of my son going to live with his dad. I was sad as hell, right? But something in me was like, this is what you need to do. Did I get judged for it? Absolutely. By blood, more than anybody, anybody that knew me and Jez outside of my family was like, girl, I'm proud of you because you need a break. They know what I went through with my son. They know what kind of mother I am. It was family. It was family. It was family that tried to rush me into getting my son back. That started coming up with all their own ideas about how Jez, my son needed to come back. That started telling me I was a bad mother and we don't give our kids away and we fight for we fight for our child. But I had to I had to release everybody else's fears and judgments that they were putting on me and stand firm in my power and know that regardless of where my son is, I'm a damn good mother. And will always be. Nothing has changed just because my son is going to live with his other parent. Where they do that at? I know kids who don't even have a relationship with their other parent. So let's start there. Right? Let's start there. God's called you to something. You can't be afraid of it. Everything we do is going to come with judgment. Everything we do is going to come with somebody's opinion. I'd rather do what feels aligned for me and get the judgment instead of doing nothing at all and still getting judged. At least I'm judged and happy. Hello, somebody. At least I'm traveling and being judged and living my best life. Right? People going to talk. Might as well give them something to talk about. Right? At least I'm healed, continuing to heal and being judged. It gets less and less noisy. It gets less and less noisy. Yeah. I love you all for free. Drop that fear and rise in power. Until next time. <laughs>